Lauren Cox, host of Locked on Bears, said on this show yesterday that Jordan Love's development is an indictment of the development of Justin Fields and the narratives around him. I'm going to take it a step further. Jordan Love is proof the Bears have to move on from Justin Fields. Plus, the Packers skill group getting healthy at just the right time. And how is Joe Barry's defense going to handle this Chicago Bears offense? They're not great, but they might be good in just the right ways. We dig into some little trends and facts to get you ready for Packers, Bears, a must win, a win and in scenario for the Green Bay Packers. All of that on Locked on Packers. You are Locked on Packers. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. LinkedIn is the best way for small businesses to make their hires. This discussion that has gone on this week about Jordan Love and Justin Fields has gotten toxic. And I want to I wanna try and get out of the muck. Though on social media, I have certainly uh, slung my fair share of mud in this particular scenario. <laughs> but Lauren Cox said something on the show yesterday, our host at Lockdown Bears, our pal. That really stuck with me. That this idea of Jordan Love's development that has not required excuses, that he is thriving in spite of the things that are potentially holding him back, the injuries, the youth, the inexperience, all of those things, the lack of running game, all that stuff, that he's balling anyway, but Justin Fields isn't. There's also another lesson here, though, for the Bears. Not that I you know, want to help that franchise in any way, but... I think it speaks to the process with Green Bay because there was some discussion and there has been discussion certainly over the last three years, but but even now, as this team readies for a playoff push and now that we see what Jordan Love is and can be, I mean, four total touchdowns on Sunday, it could have been six or seven. He could have had 350 or 400 yards passing. Like The trajectory here is pretty incredible for Jordan Love. But what the Packers did when they took him back in 2020 was say, we believe that the best way to handle the quarterback situation is to take one when we don't need one. That was what they did when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. And it wasn't quite what they did when they traded for Brett Favre. 
but they did have a starting quarterback at that time. This has been the MO for the Green Bay Packers for the last 30 plus years. This is what Brian Gutekinds learned from Ted Thompson and Ron Wolf. And sure, you can make the case, okay, uh, you know, T. Higgins or some of these other guys might have helped them win a Super Bowl in the short term. Might have. So might have, you know, hiring Darren Rizzi, the special teams coach, when they had the opportunity, when they hired Matt LaFleur, I will always believe that they would have won the 2021 title if Rizzi had been their special teams coach in that season. But here's the thing. Go back and look at the quarterbacks who the Packers would have had an opportunity to draft in the intervening time since they drafted Jordan Love. If they had just moved on from Aaron Rodgers this offseason, which is something that he wanted, don't let anyone get that twisted. He wanted to move on. So let's say he wants to move on and your backup quarterback is... I don't, pick someone. It doesn't matter. Tim Boyle. Then what do you do? You can't, you can't quite lean into this, this youth movement because what if they stink? We're seeing this around the league. These young quarterbacks, like, do you think Garrett Wilson is better today than he was a year ago after a season of Kyle Wilson? <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a joke for my insiders, my everydayers. Um, Zach Wilson. <laughs> Kyle Wilson was the corner. Anyway, it's been a long time since I've done that bit. Do you think he's any better this year than he was last year? Having no one to throw him the ball? But Jaden Reed and Bo Melton and, and Romeo Dobbs and Dontavian Wicks are undoubtedly better for having played with Jordan Love. We, we found out Bo Melton said that Jordan Love has been hosting weekly film session dinners at his house to try and get on the same page. By the way, Aaron Rodgers like used to have some dinners, but weekly, every week, all the time with these young receivers, that is number one, that's leadership. But number two, that just doesn't work if you stink. No one wants to come to your house if you're Tim Boyle and you play the way that Tim Boyle did in New York or Wilson for that matter. And I, I, I don't pick that scenario to give you Aaron Rodgers vibes. It has nothing to do with that. It's just like, that's a scenario we have some really good Young talent, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, and the quarterbacks totally scuttled and undermined what you're doing there. Well, the Bears, they added talent to try and prop up Justin Fields. And now they're in this position to try and decide, okay, what are you, what are you going to do at quarterback? And I hear this from Bears fans, and I hear this from the national media, and I don't understand it at all. It's all about a confirmation of priors. And, oh, he's been good lately. No, he hasn't. He's been not an atrocity, which is what he had been for the first two and a half years of his NFL career. 36th out of 43 qualifying quarterbacks in EPA per play since he came into the league. Justin Fields is still a well below average quarterback. But what I hear is, well, let him keep growing and give him opportunities to keep getting better. And they don't have a future first overall pick to look forward to. They got lucky last year that the Panthers, number one, took Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud because if they have C.J. Stroud's pick, they probably won a couple games that they shouldn't have won and a couple games that they didn't win with Bryce Young and the Bears are not looking down the barrel of the number one overall pick. They're looking down, you know, they have the fourth or fifth pick and they can add a nice player, but they're stuck with Justin Fields. 
What happens in a year when you win seven games or eight games again? And it sounds like Matt Eberflus is going to be back too. We had that reporting a couple weeks ago. Then what do you do? Now, it's clear that Justin Fields is not the guy. Now, you've added some talent around him, but now you, you either need to go out and spend money in free agency to get a quarterback that might be good, or you have to trade your future away, multiple first-round picks, to go move up and get that guy that you could have had when you had the first-round pick this last year. Now, they might get lucky again. Who knows? If they want to keep Justin Fields, they could trade... This top pick for, you know, a a boatload of future assets. They could trade him for a a blue chip player and stuff if that team has a blue chip player to give. But then what do you do? Then what do you do? Then you're in a very similar position that the Packers would have been in this season where you have some talent on your roster. You don't really know what you have in your coaching staff. And you don't really know what you have in your quarterback. It just speaks to the wisdom of the plan that the Green Bay Packers had. Understanding, yes, they could have drafted a player that helped them make a run at a Super Bowl title. They could have done that. But I'll always believe their teams in 2020 and 2021 were good enough to do that. They just didn't get it done. And now they have a quarterback who is potentially a top 10 at the position player has been a top five player at the position over the last half of the season. In fact, the only player, the last player to put together seven consecutive weeks as productive and efficient as Jordan Love's last seven weeks. Didn't happen in 2022. It happened in 2021. Do you know who it was? It was Aaron Rodgers in the second half of his MVP season. Now, they won a bunch of games, and so that's why he won the MVP. If the Packers had been, you know, 5-2 and two when Love starts on this run, and they win a bunch of these games, and now they're sitting here, and they're 11-4, and four, or whatever the math is, 12-4, and four, I guess, he probably would be one of the MVP favorites. I don't want to rehash the MVP part of this. But in so many ways, beyond even what Lauren mentioned, and, and the coaching, and the development, and all that stuff, Jordan Love is the perfect example of drafting a quarterback when you don't need one and drafting a quarterback when you have an opportunity to get a player that you think can be special. The Packers thought Jordan Love could be special. They didn't say, we'll wait around to see what Aaron Rodgers can give us. And it turned out he gave you two more MVP seasons. Did you win a Super Bowl? No, but you got really high quality play. You got opportunities to go win a title. That's worth it. That was worth it, undoubtedly. And now, all of Jordan Love's favorite toys, they've they've been unwrapped from Christmas. They're out of the box, and it's time to roll. We're going to talk about that in just a second here on Locked on Packers. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So when you have 86% of small businesses who get a qualified candidate within 24 hours, the results speak for themselves. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. 
I'm a small business. I wouldn't have the time or resources to make a hire. I would need a lot of help to do it. That's why I know I can turn to LinkedIn. Thanks it. Thankfully, LinkedIn has a process that is quick, intuitive, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports today here for you 24-7. Covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. The Green Bay Packers got great news on the injury front so far this week. Dontavian Wicks, back at practice. Christian Watson, back at practice. Luke Musgrave, back at practice. Pushing to play. Christian Watson has said, essentially, he intends to play. Jaden Reed has been practicing all week. He said after the game, on Twitter at least, that he'd be good to go. Elton Jenkins told reporters yesterday, despite the fact that he missed two straight days of practice, he would be good to go. It could be the first time all season the Packers have a full complement of skill talent. Now, one of the reasons why this is particularly interesting is because the Bears, they don't do what the Vikings do. And what the Vikings do is they try and scheme you up. They try and disguise. They want to show zero pressure and back out and drop eight. They want to give you the maximum amount of things to think about. And the Packers had all the answers for all of those things that Brian Flores wanted to throw at Jordan Love. And Jordan Love, I mean, there were were even more opportunities that they almost hit. A misthrow here, a drop here. And, and you might have had an even better day in a game that you won by 20 plus, right? This Bears defense is not trying to, in the words of JT O'Sullivan, trick them, dick them. That's not what they do. They just want to execute. They play disciplined on the back end. Okay, well, this scheme is predicated on you not playing disciplined. So, can you take advantage of that? Now, we've seen that good offenses can take advantage of this defense. I mentioned that the the top 15 quarterbacks by EPA per play this season um, are 6-1 and one against the Chicago Bears. They're averaging 28 points per game against the Chicago Bears. Yes, only two of those games came after the Montez Sweat trade, but the Montez Sweat trade didn't actually impact this defense the way that Bears fans will tell you. They went from 26th, 27th in edge pressure rate to 20th in edge pressure rate. They got a little better. Now... When, you're, when your defensive backs are playing well and you're playing bad quarterbacks, they played a bunch of bad quarterbacks here over this last stretch. Joe Barry would never. But Jordan Love is not a bad quarterback. They they really don't have a game other than the, the Jared Goff game in Chicago where he could not stop turning the ball over. They do not have a game this season against a good quarterback where the defense played well. And part of that is the defense just... Like defense in general is volatile and and relies a lot on who you play. But if you're going to be a fundamentally sound defense, as this Bears defense is, then you need your guys who can just win. 
if a defense is going to play and they play more, they've been playing more man coverage, they've been playing more single high, then you need your guys to just win. And when you need your guys to win, what you need is your top guys. You need your best guys. You need Dontavian Wicks and Christian Watson and Luke Musgrave because then your matchups get even better. Like Tucker Crafts can do it. Bo Melton can do it. We've seen it. Um, Jaden Reed is just an awesome player. We've seen him do it. But if you have all of your guys, it just makes it that much easier. What I'm what I'm just, I'm dying to see. The Bears defense, number one in EPA per play this season when sending five pass rushers. But they're 29th when they send six. So when they bring one extra, they've been doing a really good job of disguising who that one extra is going to be, getting a free rusher, and getting home. But Jordan Love has been awesome identifying pre-snap the blitz and then getting to those other options. What's more is even adding Montez Sweat, this defense, when they only rush four, is 27th in sack percentage. Less than 4% of dropbacks when they rush four result in a sack. So they're probably not going to get after Jordan Love without blitzing him. And they don't blitz a lot. And when they do, it has to be a five-man pressure, not a six-man pressure. And Jordan Love eats up the blitz. So how are you going to stop this offense, Chicago Bears? If you can stop the run, that would help. But Aaron Jones, over the last couple weeks, they've been really good running the ball. So are are you still able to do that if you have Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave out there? Now, my guess is if Luke Musgrave plays, and look, Malafleur said there was, you know, a real chance that that could happen. Luke Musgrave is pushing to play. If he gets medically cleared, I think it's fair to play him. Like, that's the whole point of having doctors to medically clear somebody is to say, yes, they're coming off of this serious injury, but they're cleared to go now. So this is a playoff game. You got to go. If Luke Musgrave wants to play and the doctors say he can play, he's got to play. Even if it's not a full complement of snaps. And Tucker Craft has earned the right to say, look, I should be playing a bunch of these snaps. Absolutely, yes. Put them on the field together. And then that gives you optionality. Like Christian Watson, when Luke Musgrave goes down, you have Christian Watson, you put him in the slot and let him do a lot of the things that they were using Luke Musgrave to do. And Christian Watson vertically destroying teams from the slot. He was playing great football. It's such a bummer that he got hurt because he was he was playing the best football of his career, as especially as a true receiver, right before he got hurt. Now you can use two tight end formations. You can put Luke Musgrave on the backside of a trips formation out of 12 personnel and lock him up with a corner. And now you've got a safety in all likelihood who's got to run with one of your receivers because you just don't have enough guys to handle all these bodies. You put trips to one side in, in 12 personnel you play with nickel, okay, maybe you have a chance. But if you're going to play man coverage, one of those guys is going to have a safety on him. You like that matchup regardless of who it is. Is a safety going to tuck, is going to tackle a Tucker Raff one-on-one? Like, how many safeties have done that so far? The Packers have just shown that they have more answers than most defenses. And as you heard Lauren Cox yesterday on, on Locked on Bears, Locked on Packers, our crossover edition, They're not doing anything that's like special schematically. So if you know what's coming, that makes it a lot easier to attack. And we saw that the Packers in week one 
especially in the second half. They just, they had too many answers. And Jordan Love made a handful of plays, a handful of great throws. And then you have one-on-one matchups like Aaron Jones against a linebacker. Well, Aaron Jones is healthy, by the way. So you can use Aaron Jones on a linebacker. You have Tucker Craft on a linebacker. Luke Musgrave on a linebacker. Jaden Reed on a safety. Dontavian Wicks on a safety. Christian Watson, God forbid, on a safety. You want to play quarters, you got to run with Christian Watson down the seam. Good luck, guys. This is really exciting to have all these guys. And it is so fun, so easy to think about what the possibilities are for this team. The places they can, oh, the places you'll go, right? Dr. Seuss, the classic. You get That's a, a, a common graduation gift, or at least it was when I was graduating college a million years ago. This is graduation time. This is get your diploma time, walk across the aisle, shake the hand of the chancellor, and now go to the playoffs. That's what the Packers have in front of them and the best way for them to do it. I kind of don't even care what the defense does because this this Bears offense is just not good enough. If the Packers offense plays well and doesn't turn the ball over, I just don't see a scenario where this Bears offense can score enough points, even against Joe Barry, eye roll, to win this game at home. And, and I love what Romeo Dobbs said at his locker yesterday about like, we got we just got to focus on preparing the way we prepared all season long. It cannot be anything special, anything different. Most of this team has gone through this before, even with, you know, the big roles that the rookies are playing. Jordan Love was there. Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, those guys were there. Zach Tom was there. Yeah. The, yeah. He was a rookie, but he was there. It was a crucial part of this team. This is where you need your veteran leaders and all those guys to come through and say, look, this is just another game. If we go and compete that way, they can't beat us. And I think that's the truth. We're going to talk about a couple extra factoids here, some keys to victory as we finish up here on Locked on Packers in just a second. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Better help. Around New Year's, we often get obsessed with how we have to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we've already been doing right. Maybe you finally organized one part of your space and you want to tackle another, or maybe you're taking your supplements every morning and now you want to actually eat breakfast too, right? Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. When was the last time you made a resolution and kept it past like January 17th? It's not easy to make the kinds of changes that you want to make. And it's also not easy to give yourself credit at times for the changes you have made over the years. If you're thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp can help keep you on track. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7. Covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. 
So in terms of what to expect, the Bears just don't send a lot of blitzes. They send third down blitzes. So that means you want to stay in third and manageable. They don't blitz on first down. This is something that that Todd Bowles had some success, success with in that Tampa game. Brian Flores tried it, and the Packers had every answer in the book. Part of that is just the way the, the Vikings play, but it was a lot of, okay, we're going to make you protect the flat, and if you don't, the ball's coming out hot to the flat. And then the other counter is going to be, we're going to make sure we can protect against your pressure looks. Here is seven with three out in the pattern, seven-man protection, and we're going to take some deep shots. And that worked. So if you're the Bears, what are you trying to do here? And and they don't really blitz that much on third down either. 27th in third down blitz rate. They just kind of play their stuff and let their men go handle it. That is, I, I just don't think that's going to work against the Packers. Now the problem for the Bears is they don't really have the personnel to do much else. I think they're just going to play some two-man some cover one, mix in some robber, and try and try and trick Jordan Love. The problem is he's had the answers pretty consistently. So as long as Jordan Love does not get impatient, and he he showed such great patience, such great patience in the Vikings game. Don't let all of these different looks let you get flustered. Now, What you can't do is go the other way and go, okay, I know what they're in. And so I'm going to get overly aggressive. Because that's when they show one thing, they give you something else, and they they do trick you in those circumstances. Now, I wouldn't be overly concerned about that because it's just, again, not who they are. And if that's what they show you in the first quarter and they get you once or twice maybe, you have plenty of game to, to adjust. I just think the the Packers' talent, regardless of who's out there, frankly, because Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love are playing at such a high level right now, functioning at such a high level, I guess Matt LaFleur is not actually playing, that I think this offense, they've just had so many answers over the second half of the season, and they've already lit this team up once. So even if they, they do what they've been doing, okay, more man coverage, more single high safety, well, the place to attack this defense is outside the numbers. They're 26th in EPA per play on deep throws to the left and 29th in EPA per play on deep throws to the right. They're a bad team giving up deep throws outside the numbers. Now, that doesn't have to all be go balls. It can be corner outs. It can be deep overs. That's, that is the Jordan Love route. If there, is a, if there is a route that is the Jordan Love route, it's the corner, it's the deep over, and, and it's the out. Those are the Jordan Love throws right now. Well, that's where you can get these single high coverages, these man-to-man coverages with this team in particular. Jalen Johnson, not the fastest corner in the league. He's long, he's physical, but you win on the release, you can get over top. So that's where I think you can get with this offense. And again, if you can protect, you're not really going to have that big a problem in that situation. Now, defensively, The Bears, when they play under center, they run 70% of the time and it's 90% of the time on third down. When they get under center, they want to run the ball. So how are the Packers going to counter that? 
because do you want to do you want to live in too high? You can't stop the run if you live in too high, but you also you also don't want to give up the big explosive plays. So what I expect to see is a ton of zone coverage. You can't really play man against Justin Fields. It's the one thing that he dictates to other teams. If you play man against Justin Fields and and you don't have anyone accounting for him, he's going to beat you with his legs. Now, he might not beat you with his legs, but you know what I mean. He's going he's gonna to create opportunities with his legs. They're 24th, this offense is, in EPA per play against nickel. The Packers live in nickel. Okay? So, the, the, the Bears, against seven-man boxes, which, especially in condensed splits, that's what you're in, in a nickel. The Bears are 29th in EPA per play. That's the kind of defense that the Packers want to play. So that's that's good for Green Bay. And it doesn't really matter on the season what teams are playing against the Packers offense. That's the beauty of it. You want to play base? Okay. 13th in EPA per play. You want to play nickel? Okay. 10th in EPA per play. You want to play dime? Okay. 6th in EPA per play. It doesn't matter who you throw out there. The Packers have answers. Now, the one thing that they have not done well over the course of this season is something they didn't do well last year and didn't do well the year before is they have not been able to consistently punish teams on the ground for playing lighter boxes. They do not run the ball well against nickel. Okay? But they did against the Vikings. And I think you're going to see more 12 personnel with two tight ends on the field. And you're going to say, okay, Bears, we dare you to account for all of this. Because as the Packers, hey, they can throw out of 12. They can run out of 12. Match up however you want. We can beat you. So I see the matchups here favoring Green Bay across the board. I don't think this is a three-point game. I don't. Like three, three at home against this team? I think it should be more like a touchdown and I could see this. I could see this being like a lot of the Packers Bears games in the Matt Lafleur era, like thirty-one to seventeen, that kind of thing. I just this offense does not phase me. It does not move me. And the defense against good quarterbacks has been bad all season. So the Packers have a good quarterback. This to me says signature win for Jordan Love. And propelling you forward into 2024, regardless of what happens in the playoffs. Win this game, win it convincingly, and there is going to be so much momentum for this team heading into the 2024 season, the offseason, all that fun stuff. And we will be here with you every step of the way. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live like we will be after the game on Sunday, subscribe to us and come hang out with us over on our Locked on Packers YouTube page so you can stay Locked on Packers.